Hello, homeschool friends, and welcome to this episode of the Homeschool High School Podcast from SevenSistersHomeschool.com, brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. I'm Sabrina, and I'm here with Vicki and Kim. Yay! We haven't had Kim for a few episodes, and we're <laughs> yeah, delighted that she's Kim's here. here. I'm pretty delighted to be here, too. Well, that's good, because if we were happy and you were sad... It would be sad. That, that would be sad. It, it would, be would be sad. That would be very sad. It would be very, very bad for our branding, too. We talk about community and <laughs> oh, sisters. Yeah. And, but there could be sibling issues. It could happen. It happens. We're, but we're all happy, so we it's are. good. We are, indeed. And we're talking about um, a subject that hopefully is going to make you happy, because if you're listening and you are a newbie homeschool high school mom and you're just starting high school with your teen or maybe you're planning to start high school with your teen in the near future, you may be feeling a little unhappy. You may be feeling overwhelmed. You may be feeling confused. Intimidated. Oh, yes. That was a word for some of us at my house on occasion. Mm. And if any of those negative things are there, well, we hope you're going to be happy Mm. by the time the podcast is over because we have encouragement for you. Because the good news is homeschool high school newbie mom, you you can can do it. You really, really can, and we are not only living proof of that, we have seen it again and again in our local community and in the homeschool friends that we have made all over the place since we appeared on the internet. Indeed. There are a lot of things you have to figure out if you decide to homeschool high school, but none of them are beyond what you can figure out. So true. Maybe not all by yourself. And that's where we can help. Yeah, we're glad you're here because we have lots of ideas. We do. We have so many ideas that we thought this was going to be a one-episode topic, and now it's going to be, I think, a three-episode topic. (laughs) We we have a few children among us and and many children that we've, you know, been around. So, yeah. Yeah, so we have lots of ideas and lots of experience. So let's talk about the lots thing, because we have lots of children among us. We've known lots and lots and lots of kids and families in our community. And so what have we seen when we've compared one family to another? Ooh. That there's not one right Right way. way. (laughs) 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 Mm -hmm. It's interesting to observe other families, and we can learn lots from observing them. But when we start comparing ourselves to them... Ugly things happen. Ooh, yeah. You know that thing that you heard, like, well, if so-and-so jumped off a bridge, would you jump off a oh, bridge? Oh, my word. You're not really doing the, if all your friends jumped off a bridge thing, are you? I, I think I just <laughs> did. <laughs> so, Kim, are you saying if all your homeschool mom friends jumped off a bridge and started doing dual credits all the time, that you would have to do that? You would have to jump off the bridge? I am saying you got to do what works for you and your homeschool and your individual homeschooler because you may have heard us say that there is not one right way. And that also, and maybe even more than any other time, really applies when your kids are in high school. Yeah. Yeah, because they are that much closer to adulthood. Yeah. And you're raising adults. You're not raising children. They're children for a while, but what you're raising is going to be an adult. And the closer they get to adulthood, the more their own personalities, their strengths and weaknesses, their struggles, their call from God on their life, all of these unique qualities in them begin to shape what you're doing in your family and in your homeschool. 
And because God has allowed like two million homeschoolers in the United States right now, but they're not two million cookie cutter kids. And I think there's like tens of thousands of those are high schoolers, not cookie cutters. So you can't raise your kids by other people's goals. I mean, there are state requirements for graduation. There are things right. colleges are looking for. And we're going to talk about some of that a little bit later in the episode. But yeah, from, yeah. from just from the, the gut piece of it, mm -hmm. You, you are setting yourself up for a whole lot of tears and frustration if you are comparing yourself to every other family that you know. Because, first of all, the main thing you're going to notice is where you fall short by comparison. Indeed, oh, yes. Yep. And even in the areas where you excel and some of your friends are weak, um, that may just lead you into pride. So that's just Ooh, as yeah. big a problem. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, comparison is not the same thing as observation yeah. and learning. And so when you talk together, it's really good to share ideas, but just don't slide into comparison. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, use that community around you, whether it's local or on the Internet or both. Just be really um, sensitive about how you use it. Right. Um, now, we're just going to lay this out there because it's, it's true and it's sad, but, you know, embrace it and then we'll work with it. Motherhood equals guilt. guilt. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not just you that feels like, oh, it's my fault. It's, <laughs> things are not perfect in uh, my family's world and it's all my fault. It's not just you. It's all of us. <laughs> like, if you don't go to bed at the end of the day and feel guilty about something, <laughs> you're probably just not conscientious. <laughs> <laughs> or you've gotten really, really good at leaning into God and he's taken it away. It's uh, a spiritual kid. Uh, uh, that, was um, that might be because that's where I'm living right now. Yeah, but, okay, yeah. and that's, that's actually where Kim went Real is honest. the point. We, we are not saying you should be feeling guilty. No. We're saying that that battle against guilt is absolutely the norm for moms because right. we so desperately want things to be wonderful for these people that we love so much and we can't control the universe rats rats Darn indeed it. Yes. can't control the outcome and we just have to realize that sometimes trying to gets us in trouble so that leads us to our second thing. Avoid comparison was our first thing. And our second thing is avoid striving for perfection. Because mm -hmm. perfection, yeah, no, mm -hmm. don't, it's not going to happen. Can you talk about perfection paralysis, Kim? Darn it, I knew they were going to look at me. We're going to give Kim a few minutes to think through the absolute perfect way to talk about perfection paralysis. So just go out and make a sandwich or something and come back. Oh, no, I can talk about anything. It's just actually doing it. That's the hard part. So what's, what makes people get stuck when, when we feel perfectionism? Like, we have to do this perfect. Oh, yeah. Well, there's the obvious perfectionist where you see somebody doing a lot. But then there's this, like, closet perfectionism that... <laughs> Perfectionism is one of those things where neither you nor anyone around you would think, oh, wow, there's a perfectionist, because nothing looks perfect, nothing feels perfect, 
But what happens is a lot of times in trying to do what you think is the ideal way to do something, you spend all this time getting prepared or you don't have, oh, I don't have two hours to work on that unit study, so I'm not going to get it done right now, so I'm not even going to start or what have you. And in, in your desire to do something so well, you don't do it. So and it's paralysis. It, absolutely. Yeah. And, you, and it can build up and you can have all kinds of feelings of just like frustration or guilt or just angst or, or just overwhelm is a big, a big one that comes with that too. Overwhelm's a, a good word. Like you can't mm-hmm. make it perfect. It's just overwhelming and, and just get stuck. Yeah, absolutely. And it can also end up that you start and then you restart and then you make the same decisions over and over and over again because you are always second guessing. I was working with a young mom several years ago and she was trying to map out how they were going to tackle social studies for high school. And she was trying to do her four year, look at the long range, you know, what are all the things that I know I want to touch on. And and then we started working into the one year pieces of it. What did she want to do freshman year? And she's she had some curriculum she really liked, and she was figuring out how to break it out over the year and what field trips she wanted to take. And I was thinking, well, this is great. She's doing so well, you know. And then, I don't know, she pulled another book off her shelf, some sample curriculum that she had, and it was laid out very differently. And she, she literally called me in tears. And she said, I've been doing this all wrong. This what because this other book is it's it's like unit based and it's an experience and we we should and and she was beside herself. Like, like there was one she, right way to yeah. do this. Mm. And I finally asked her, which one sounds like it would be more fun for you and your son? She said, well, I don't know which would be the better one. I said, don't ask which would be the better one. Which one sounds like it would be fun? And she was like, I, does that matter? And I just wanted to cry with her because oh, that, yes. that whole thing of you, even when you make a decision, you go back and you second guess yourself so much that you can't move forward. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's no perfection, my friends. Mm-mm. And you're going to feel guilty about stuff and you're going to have to take that guilt to God and let him work with you on it because your circumstances are not going to be perfect. But, and yeah. I can remember my favorite quote, which is, anything worth doing is worth doing badly. Yeah. Love that. Love that. They can contact me at VickiTillmanCoaching.com for moral support. Oh, there you go. There you go. And it doesn't mean that you try to do something badly. It means just don't let the idea that it has to be perfect keep you from trying. Right. Do something. Do the best that you can. And you're going to have evaluation points. You're going to have a mid-year where you can go, all right, we need to, to retweak this. If it's really bombing, in two weeks you can tweak it. It, it really doesn't matter. So all of this is pointing toward the, the importance of praying and deciding what is a good fit for you and your kids in your unique family and your homeschool. And keeping your eyes open to the reality that there are trends among homeschoolers. There are trends among followers of Jesus. Indeed. There's yeah. a lot of truth, but the truth sometimes gets into trend form. And it's that this is the cool, hip way to go after this truth. Yeah, so when things get trendy, we get confused with trends and truth and think that the trend is the truth. That's such a great alliteration. Ooh, <laughs> that is. Poor Marilyn, yeah. if she's listening, she's yeah. cringing because <laughs> we just alliterate on Marilyn yeah. all the time. Yeah. So 
trends are cool and they're not bad and a lot of times they have things to offer but that doesn't mean it's the right way or the only right way or that your family has to do what's ever trending so you know back when I was a young homeschooler and there were dinosaurs chasing us around <laughs> everything was principal approach if you weren't doing principal approach you were a bad parent mm. and to be able to say now wait a minute we can't even afford that curriculum. <laughs> you know? uh, that yeah. must be, you know, another way to homeschool our kids. And so today there are other trends, and we can avoid the trend pressure if we don't get it confused with the trend is the truth. Mm-hmm. So Kim talks a lot about gathering information, and she is a personality type that likes to gather lots of information. And she was talking about finding a balance between the gathering of information and then the doing something with it. So why don't you share a little bit of your thoughts on that? Yes, well, looking back over my homeschool, I not only gathered information, but I gathered a lot of materials. And being a frugal homeschooler, when I first started homeschooling, I just fell into a couple of people who were getting to the point where they were phasing out their homeschooling or phasing out that phase of their kids' lives. And I would go to yard sales, and for what I might have spent on one or two pieces of curriculum, I would bring home boxes of things, which sounded at the time like a really good idea. So very frugally, you accumulated a massive library? I did. I did. And if you ask me how many of those items in those libraries that we actually used as Mm. I purged those items, it was precious few. And so it's another place. And I did the same thing with information sometimes, you know, and and especially the trend point that we just made. you just really want to be careful to balance the time that you spend gathering information and gathering materials with the time that you actually spend using them and being with your children. And, you know, realistically, even though, you know, we hit high school and things change, math and reading, uh, language arts, you know, they're pretty basic and they're still important all the way through school, mm-hmm. you know. So think about what What's really, you know, what's your meat and potatoes, so to speak, although I don't teach nutrition, so, um, you know, what's your protein and your veggies, you know, there you go. Of of curriculum. Of curriculum, of your school. And then, you know, what's going to be your dessert, which is the thing that you're going to maybe have once a week or whatever as a treat. And what's going to be your fruit, which is a good thing to have, but not too much. I'm really hungry. (laughs) (laughs) And I want to have dessert more than once a week. (laughs) I just had you dairy ice cream last night for my once a week treat, and it was wonderful. If you're ever in Newark, Delaware, go you dairy. We are Um, not actually uh, paid affiliates for the you dairy creamery. However, if they wanted to sponsor the podcast with some free ice cream, we would be okay with that. There you go. That's a great plan. I'll have to hit up the man. Management there. So so it's easy to fall into curriculum addiction because there's oh, yes. so many we can frugally <laughs> accumulate when closet <laughs> perfectionists come clean about their curriculum addiction <laughs> on the next homeschool high school podcast. <laughs> When, when I was a younger homeschool mom, I every year we would go to the, the used book sale Sales, at our uh-huh. homeschool support group, 
and I, I am uh, really good at accumulating things. I have bookshelves all over the house full of homeschool stuff. And the, um, the guy who did the tune-up on our heater came, you know, uh -huh. for his annual tune-up. This old guy, he, you know, he's probably 70 years old. And he looks around at the, all the bookshelves everywhere. And he says, ma'am, you got to get rid of some of them books. <laughs> All right, so in practical terms, one of the things, so that it, it, if you're someone who is a perfectionist, closet or otherwise, and thinking, what, well, I don't know what my protein would be. I don't know what my vegetable would be. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm going to pick the wrong protein, and then the world's going to come on <laughs> end, you know? Um, one thing you can do, if you've already been homeschooling, look back over the last few years and come up with maybe three things that kind of capture what your homeschool has been about. For example... All right, I will do my family. So when, family. when I was when I was starting high school with my oldest kid, um, I knew that I could say the arts are important in our homeschool because we were just all like artsy creative that, people. That was one of the the whys of your family. Yep. Mm -hmm. And um, we're all word geeks, and we're really not STEM people so much. Yeah. <laughs> and um, we really like to do things with with community and with groups. Mm -hmm. And those three things then provided a filter, basically. And so when I read something that sounded like a really cool idea, or when I was talking to someone at the used book sale, or when I was seeing whether or not I was going to take this curriculum home with me, if I run it through those three filters, I could pretty quickly determine, this is this is not for me. This may be a great thing, but this really actually doesn't fit us at all. You know, if it was going to be something that had a whole lot to do with advanced physics and um, high-level math, and it was some kind of um, experiment stuff, you know, to do... With a three-page lab report. Yes. Yeah. I could look at it and say, wow, that looks really impressive. And then I could honestly say, we're word nerds, and we're really not STEM people so much, so let me let this go to someone who is much more STEM-oriented, you know? That was a gracious way to look at it, that somebody else needed that used curriculum. Yes. It's, <laughs> it's making me very generous. And you were blessing them. I was blessing yes, them. That's right. But And that's a good thing to know, like the family values help us choose if we allow them. So for your, your family, your filter was the arts and the words. And the, what was the other thing? Community groups. History. Oh, history. oh, no, no, no. No, it wasn't history. <laughs> Armed yeah. that out to other moms. Yeah. So, and then you could choose curriculum. You could choose the kind of courses that you use for covering the core classes and the electives. Could choose the kind of structure calendar-wise. Were we going mm -hmm. to join a once-a-week co-op? Were we going to do a once-a-month field trip group? Were we going to do science labs with other people on a regular basis? Going to do yeah. summer drama camps. Yeah. Mm. And sing in choirs and yes. in bands and yeah. So if you can create a filter for your family and your homeschool, it's going to do several good things. It's going to help you not accumulate stuff you don't need. It's going to help you not spend money you don't need to spend. Mm -hmm. It's going to help you not feel so paralyzed when you're trying to put together your plan. And it's going to help you have less guilt when you put your head on the pillow at night. Because even if you missed out on some great opportunities, and even if you invested energy in something that was a bomb during the day, if you know that you've kind of been trying to intentionally feed the things that God put in your homeschool to grow, mm -hmm. then 
Okay, you're doing all right. Mm -hmm. It's good enough, and good enough is good. Absolutely. Um, we do have lots of posts at sevensistershomeschool.com that address this whole idea of you're raising adults. Who are these people going to be after you're finished homeschooling? And what four-year goals are you setting as you look at the whole of high school? And then how do you break that down into a, a, a plan for freshman year? And what are the goals there? And plan for sophomore year. And you know what? If people are prone to curriculum addiction, if they go to the Homeschool Sanity podcast, ah, yes. Mm, yes. Dr. Melanie, Melanie Wilson. Wilson has several episodes on how to handle curriculum addiction. So it's Excellent. a good time. She is amazing because she deals with the practical organizational strategies that you might want to try. But she's also talking about the why. Yeah. And mm -hmm. she's helping you get in touch with how to keep the problem from continuing and yeah. growing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's quite wonderful. Absolutely. Homeschool sanity. All right. Um, that, I believe, ladies, is everything that we decided would go into episode one. Right. And there will be a follow-up that will be um, sort of practical and technical how to get your homeschool high school off the launching pad and into right. How to set those four-year goals and what credits need to be covered and how to develop a transcript. So Ooh. Tracking all that stuff you're doing. Yeah, record-keeping, so Accountability. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So that's good stuff to come. And then one of these days after that episode gets up, we'll tackle what happens if you're bringing your kids home to begin homeschooling at high school when they've been in a traditional school setting up to that point. And that's kind of a whole other thing. Mm -hmm. So we decided we would let it be a whole other episode. Indeed. There you go. So thank you for being here with us and we hope that if you are looking at homeschool high school and feeling a bit intimidated or overwhelmed, you might be smiling a little bit now and feeling a little bit more like there's air that you can breathe and you can take in a good deep breath. Never underestimate the power of a good deep breath, my friends. And laughter, right in there with oh, yes, prayer, deep breathing, and laughter. If yep. you're a funny kind of person and you make other people laugh, do that every day. If that's not you or your family, if that's not your filter, find a way to get some laughter in. Follow somebody, uh, follow a funny podcast, do, um, f follow, you know, look at comedians on Pandora places this, this, like that. You know what geeky old ladies like me do? We go to YouTube and Absolutely. go to I has cheeseburger. Oh. <laughs> I has cheeseburger. There you go. Of cats doing stupid things. Oh yeah. Very easily amused person. Or yeah. you could yes. just tune into back episodes of the Homeschool High School podcast, and you could laugh at, at us, us, whether we're laughing at ourselves or not. That's right. We understand that you might just want to laugh at us. That's right. We invite you we're, to laugh we're, at we're, us we're as well as with Full us. permission. Full yep. permission. Yep. And while you're laughing, click over to iTunes. Throw some stars our yes, way. I we mean, like stars. yeah, we like stars, and we would love reviews and shares um, to help other homeschool high school families find us. And we would love to chat with you on the Homeschool High School podcast Facebook page. Indeed. Uh -huh. Or the SevenSistersHomeschool.com Facebook page. Mm -hmm. Or on the blog at SevenSistersHomeschool.com. Right. So, yeah, is that everything that we're supposed to encourage? Well, our and if to you do? have a friend who might benefit from this, you could actually just them. tell them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course. 
least you could sit next to them and text it to uh, them. Yeah, I was or... going to say, that talking thing is like really old this, school. Yeah, <laughs> send them a text. So, you know, at, at Seven Sisters, we do have a little online course for parents on how to homeschool high school. We do, and I believe Vicki Tillman, who's sitting right next to me, kind of pulled that all yeah. together. She did, and, and it's pretty fabulous. Fifteen lessons. Yeah. Video, you can self-paced. You can do it when you want to do it. And um, it is called, ironically enough, Homeschool High School, You Can Can Do do It. it. (laughs) And you really can. And um, there's so much there that is the combination of your global, your why are you going to do things this way, and then the practical, okay, so since you're going to do them this way, here are steps to take to get there. So, um, yeah, look for that. It is on the website. And... So Kim glad it's there. Hair. And actually, Kim's stretching her carpal tunnel. Oh. But so glad over here waving your hands back and forth. I thought she was just being really polite and raising her hand. I, I no, I just Kim. flat up interrupted. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I've just, just an, a word of encouragement about that the Vicky's course. It is fabulous, and it's the kind of thing that I wish existed when I was starting thank high you, school. Dear. So thank you. Yes. All right. Well, join us next time. And we will look more into the nuts and bolts of starting out as a newbie homeschool high school mom, because you really can do it. And thank you for joining us today on the Homeschool High School Podcast from 7SistersHomeschool.com, brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.